Amen. You can be seated. I tell you what, just remain standing. I'm sorry. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. It's good to see all of our guests. Let's give our guests a warm welcome and a great big thank you for being our guest and being with us today. Amen. And do remember the announcements of our visitation from 2 to 3 this afternoon for Sister Kid. If you didn't know Sister Kid, let me take just a moment. Those of you who may have came since she's been sick. She taught Sunday school here for almost 50 years. Isn't that incredible? I thought often how many children have traveled, went through her class and her love and her words and, and her gift of teaching and loving has impacted them. Amen. So that visitation will be 2 o'clock today in service, <coughs> excuse me, service time at 3. All the church family, if you want, if you can, come out and support her family. Be with, I know you want to be here today to give honor to her. And there again will be no service tonight. Amen. To give time for the family. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. But my God, that's personal. Everybody say, my God. Amen. He's a personal God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Very few words in that one sentence. But look how powerful, how meaningful these words are. My God shall, everybody say shall, supply all, everybody say all, your needs according to his riches and glory. Lord, we're so grateful. We're unworthy, but we're so thankful today that we're able to serve you and be a part of your kingdom. God, that you are our God, and your love for us goes beyond anything we can actually comprehend. And God, we just thank you for the word that you prepared, and thank you for our hearts that you prepared. We just pray for that anointing to receive your word, and I pray for the anointing to deliver it. God, I pray that every life here today would open their heart and allow your word to enter and to be mixed with faith that it would profit each of us. And Lord, that we would just surrender ourselves to you and allow you to have your way. Set aside this time, Lord that we may set aside this time. There's schedules to do. There's workloads of tomorrow. But today we just want to pause everything. And we just want to commune with you and hear from you and then to respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Everybody say needs. All of us have needs. You woke up with needs this morning. You've been able to any length of time, you have experienced the multitude of needs in our lives. So I looked up for just for purpose of uh, the foundation, and I looked up the word needs. I kind of know what needs mean, you know, I feel like I do. But I looked it up, and it is require, needs is something that requires because it is essential or very important. And then the final wording of that definition was the essentials of life. Now, that quickly separated the wants from the needs. 
Amen. Because we are a people that focuses more on wants than we actually do needs or as often. Because if we really think about it, we're, we're blessed. We're living in a blessed generation, in a blessed country. Amen. That we have very minimal number of needs on an average. Okay. As far as real needs, needs that, you know, are defined by the dictionary of what a need really is. It is essentials of life. Now, we, we all need a little more money. Hello? But we're going to make it with what we got. So that is not an essential of life. That is a blessing, and that is a want. Now, I'm sure there will be dessert out there today, and my brain will tell me I need some of that dessert. But I don't. I want it. And so we struggle because we become so focused on wants that we misinterpret it often as needs. In fact, we use the word. Oh, I need that. I need that new car. I need those new pair of shoes. Hello, somebody. We need this and we need that. But we we really... That doesn't qualify. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a need, you know, that you know, we could benefit from it, by not, you know, but an actual need. And so let's look at what is the essentials of life. The primary list is food, water, shelter, adequate clothing. I added that adequate part. Adequate clothing and medical needs. Now, these are essentials. I got to have water, and you got to have water. If not, we're going to dehydrate. We got to have food. Now, we don't have to have all that we really want, but we have got to have food. You know, we was talking last night about, you know, somebody mentioned the weight that I had lost, and I said, well, that, you know, thank you, but I've got a whole bunch more to go. And I said, you know, losing weight is hard. It's not like smoking. You can quit smoking, but you can't quit eating. You know, you, you got to eat something. And so it's just a matter of discipline. But anyway, we, we, we need food. Or we get, we get uh, irritable. We get hungry. Anybody ever been hungry? That's because the body is saying, you, I need some nutrition. I, I need something to give strength to this body so it'll speak to us. And then we all need shelter because we don't want to live in this Mississippi humid summers. We need air conditioning. I know that's something we didn't used to need, but I need it now. I promise you I need it. So we need shelter. The storms that came through recently, we we need a roof over our head. These are things we need. We need clothing. I mean, Adam and Eve needed clothing once they eat of the forbidden fruit because their eyes were open. They realized they were naked and God supplied the need. He covered their nakedness. And also we need medical attention from time to time or we could get in trouble. But, you know, God is a healer, but it's still listed as one of the essentials of life. Now we have more needs than this, but these are the primary needs. I I begin to think... uh, text with Brother Parker last night, and he shared with me they were going to be in service with us today. And I, I was actually, you know, 
thinking on this message, and it kind of been just in my mind and my spirit for a little while. And, and I thought, what a wonderful illustration to use today is. Uh, Brother Parker is leading the way with TCM, working alongside Brother Judd. You're very familiar with Tupelo Children's Mansion. They've been here for many, many years. But I begin to think about all the children who come from diversity of life. They enter that campus of TCM. And when they come there, there are many needs in their life. I mean, they really have a lot of needs. And when these needs are there and they can't provide it for themselves, they're unable to provide that for themselves, then they need a provider. Hello? And that provider steps in and begins to supply the needs that they can't supply for themselves. And what a beautiful example, when these kids come on campus, they could just tell you the stories, and I've only heard just a few and know some of the children there, but... It's horrible some of the places they come from and the conditions that they come in, not just physically but emotionally and mentally, that it takes weeks, months, and sometimes even years to get them on an even page sometimes of where they deserve to be. But thank God there's somebody there that can provide the needs that they can't provide for themselves. They, 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 knew, they need nutrition. They need shelter. They need clothing. They need love. Everybody say love. Kids starve for love, and they starve for attention. They, they need healing of their hearts and their minds. They need education. They need security. They need emotional wellness. And so these things are put in place not just to feed them and clothe them or water them and shelter them, but it looks deep into that child's life that most people may not understand it because they've never experienced it or may have not worked in that field, but those needs run deep in their life and it takes time and attention and strategic planning. And I thought, that's kind of like we are. Because we can look at just, I need a job and I need to pay the bills and we need the shelter. We got to have a home and rent's high, mortgage is high. And we can just list all the things that we need and we can say, okay, that's, that's you know, not, not too bad. We can get that done. But then we look a lot deeper in our lives and there's greater needs there that doesn't always come to the surface. We, we don't go around talking about these needs always we don't always acknowledge or recognize these needs but I'm so glad that I may not share with you what I'm going through or you may not share with another person what you're going through but I'm thankful today that there is a God that knows the thoughts and the intents of our heart he knows everything about us and he wants to touch us he wants to minister to us he he wants to heal us he looks in deep into our lives and he sees the wounds and the hurts and the fears and the doubts and the struggles and the pains emotionally and physically and spiritually and God can look deep into our life and I go back to that scripture text this morning that is so powerful 
and I find comfort today and I can offer you hope today because no matter what's in your world, no matter what's deep down in your life that you haven't opened up to, there is a God I present to you that shall supply all your need, your emotional needs, your physical needs, your financial needs, your every need in your life that God is there to supply it. Because there's some needs in our life we can't provide for ourselves. Oh, yeah, we can get a job. We can pay the bills. We can have shelter. We can buy food. But there's needs that we have that we can't provide that need. And we're going to talk about some of those here in just a little bit. So I go back to I want to give you my title today. You know, of all of our needs in life, what we need most is God. We need God more than we need anything else. How many of you found out you need God? And I want to encourage you. God is everything we need. Hello? I said he's everything we need. He, no matter what we need in life, we can go to God. Walk through the pages of this holy word and you will find people from every walk of life in every circumstance and situation possible to man. And you can find that often that they, when they knew who to turn to, where to turn, they will call on the Lord. And David said, Thou art my portion and the land of thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Hello, somebody. No matter what we're going through, God has every answer. God's got every way. God cares, he loves, he reaches, he ministers, he helps us. He's a present help in a time of trouble. Come on, somebody. God is ever, you may feel like you need more money. You need a better job or you need all of this. But I'm going to boil it down to this, friend. God is everything that we need. Everything that we need. You can't have a need that God can't take care of. Now, he won't rip it from you. He won't shove it down your throat. But he says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That is an invitation. Oh, praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord. I thought about Isaac. We've all tried to picture that story. It blows our minds. I mean, he's finally born, and Abraham has this promised son. He's cared for the promise for 24 years before he's born. And he is his link to fulfillment of prophecy that he would become the father of many nations. He's the only one right now. And God tells him one morning, take your son, thine only son, and sacrifice him. Now, I guarantee you there was a big need in Abraham's life and uh, definitely in Isaac's life because he, he prepared and when he went up, he said, he looked back to those that were looking like they were scratching their head and said, Abraham's lost his mind. Isaac, you need to do something, bro. I don't know what you're going to do, but while you're headed up that mountain, you need to, you need to get out of there. Your, your dad's, something went wrong with him. God ain't told him that. Hello? And so here they are, they're going up the mountain. He told me, he said, I and the lad shall return. Abraham had faith because he had a need and he knew 
that God was the answer to that. So let me move on. While they're there, he's, he's got Isaac down on the altar. He's got him all ready to sacrifice him. I don't know what's going through Isaac's mind. Abraham can have all the faith he wants, but Isaac needs something. Isaac, the one that's laying there, and he, when his dad reaches for a knife, it's getting real. Isaac needs something that he can't supply for himself. And about that time, the angel of the Lord grabbed his arm and stayed it and said, Don't touch him. Now I know thou will hold us not anything from me. And about that time, he looked, and there's a ram caught up. And the Lord, the Bible said the Lord provided himself a sacrifice. Isaac needed a sacrifice, and God supplied it. That reminds me of me and of you and I. We were, we were the ones who sinned. We were the ones who lived this old life, and we don't have any hope. We can't die for ourselves. We can't shed the blood for our own sins. But I know what I need more than anything. I need a sacrificial lamb, and I'm so glad today that because of that, when I couldn't supply it for myself, I couldn't save myself, you couldn't deliver yourself. We could not get away from our sin all by ourselves. So we were in need of a sacrificial lamb who would pay the penalty for our sins. And I'm so glad that God supplied himself a sacrifice. God supplied what we couldn't supply on our own. I thought about when the Hebrews were in bondage those 400 years, the generations come and gone. They needed help. They needed out of Egypt. It's rough. And the longer they were there, the more difficult it got. Hello? Their, their babies were killed because of the threat, because they had grew and they were strong and they were wise. And the favor of God was on them. So they began to kill their babies. And it was during that time that when they needed a deliverer and they couldn't give themselves a deliverer, God supplied he supplied a Moses hello and he went through a process beautiful evidence of God's hand he's putting things together for their deliverance they, they don't understand it all they don't understand why the baby Moses was let go in the river they don't understand why it just floated up to Pharaoh's daughter and then it cried when she opened the basket you may not understand what's going on in your world right now, but can I tell you there's a God that is handcrafting a plan and designing the blueprint for your deliverance. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now that God is designing a plan for your miracle, for your deliverance, for your new life, that God heard your cry. He heard you pray, God, I need out of this. I need help. I need to break loose of this. I need a change in my life. I need this, and I I can't supply, but can I tell you that God is drawing the blueprints for your miracle, for your healing, for your deliverance, and for your salvation. He will supply all our need. Oh, I'm glad I can beat on that pulpit. I'm scared to beat on that other one. Aren't you thankful God will supply all your needs? Sometimes we can think in that is so shallow, but it's so broad, it's so deep. It covers everything possible that God will supply all of our need. When that happened for Isaac, he, he said, Jehovah Jireh, 
the Lord my provider. Hello, somebody. Aren't you glad? Yeah, I'm sure you got a relationship with a banker. I'm glad you got a good doctor and you got good friends and you got all this. But I'm more thankful that you and I have a God that is a provider. I said we have a God that is a provider. The Hebrews couldn't get out of there, but Moses came and God supplied and sent him to deliver them. But when they were traveling through the wilderness, they had some needs. They needed food. They needed shelter. They needed water. So guess what, Brother Matt? God provided it. Can I go ahead and tell you? You may have a great job, but if it weren't for God giving us health, we couldn't work that job. If it weren't for God giving us favor and skills and talents and the health and the mind to go do those jobs, I don't care what you have, every good gift cometh from the Lord. Every blessing cometh from the Lord. We don't do it on ourselves. We don't have the ability to make it. Yes, everything we have, God give it to us. And God made a way. So they needed water, and they needed food, and they needed shelter. So guess what God did? He sent donuts out of heaven. Hello? I don't know why. I know we got Krispy Kremes and Scarlets and all that. I don't know why somebody had named donuts Heavenly Manna. If anybody wants to go open up a donut shop, there you go. There's your name. And so he just sent it. Come on, folks, they couldn't get, there was no bakery in the wilderness. There was no restaurants there. There was no shopping um, malls. There was no groceries. There was none of that there. But every, they had God. And because they had God, they had everything they needed. When they run into trouble, there wasn't water. It was bitter water. I don't know about you, but I don't like bitter water. It was bitter water. Oh, wouldn't it be good to have a cool, wonderful drink of clear water. God turned the bitter water into sweet water. Why? God's not just in the business of showing out what he can do. If you'll go through the scripture, you'll find all these amazing things that God did. It was because his people had a need. He didn't do it to show out. There was a man who borrowed an axe. Hear me now. He borrowed an axe. And while he was working, chopping the trees, the axe had fell off in the river, in the water. This man couldn't produce. He, he couldn't buy another axe head. He was in trouble. He didn't know how to go back and tell this person he borrowed it from, I, I lost your axe head, man, I'm sorry. I'll try to buy you one in the next year or two. But God saw the need. You say, man, this is far out stuff. I'm telling you, God will do far out stuff when it comes to your needs because he's given us his word and he's good for his word. He shall supply all your need. Guess what happened to the man who the axe head fell in the water? He looked up and here come an axe head swimming through the water. I don't know what that does for you. I'm telling you, he looks up and there's an axe head. I mean, you know, this thing's supposed to hit bottom. But the supernatural act of God got involved in it. I'm telling you, God's involved in your world. God's involved in every part of our life. And God will take an axe head and make it swim if that's what it takes to meet your need. 
If that don't convince us, I don't know what does. We need to quit worrying about all this other stuff, and we need to say, you know what? I got God, and he's everything I need. No matter what I come up with, no matter what I face, no matter where life takes me, no matter the mountain, no matter the troubles, no matter the storm, God is everything Then, I, I got to hurry, there was a widow woman, her and her little son, you know the story, you know it well, but let's just break it down. She was picking up sticks, and there was a bad famine in the land. The brook dried up where God had sent a raven to feed the man of God twice a day, and he could drink the water. Now, you imagine a bird bringing you your meal? Hello? Wait a minute. You didn't hear that. The man of God's down by the brook Sharith. And God commanded a raven. A raven. Sister Brooke, that's powerful. God commanded a bird to go feed a man. Don't tell me God won't take all of his creations to supply our needs. He's proved it time and time again. A bird showed up twice a day and brought the man of God food. But when the brook dried up, before he ever got there, the Bible said he commanded a widow woman to sustain them. He said, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain them. Watch this now. You know, us Pentecostals, we find little preaching points, and you can't hardly get out of it. Because it's so good. Because God is so good. It's too powerful not to bring out. And so he told the man of God, I have, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. The only problem we got with that, she didn't know nothing about it. But God already commanded her. But she didn't know anything about the man of God coming. So when he shows up, she is picking up sticks, and she's about to cook their last two cakes. And they're going to eat that meal and die. Folks, I don't know of a greater need, do you, physically? She's in a bind. She's, she, I'm telling you, this is, this is a rock in a hard place. She's going to cook her last meal. Things are just attacking her mind. Am I going to watch him die or is he going to watch me die? Or oh, God's going to be merciful and let us die together. I mean, it is down to the bottom of the barrel. I'm telling you, you might get down to the bottom of your barrel, but there's a God that's going to step in, and he's going to command circumstances and situations. He's going to give a provider. I don't know who he's going to go through, but he's going to work through somebody. And so then this man of God shows up, and she tells him what she's doing, and he is arrogant enough. Not really. It could have come across that way. He said, well, cook me one first. Dude, you know what you're asking? But she did it. She didn't question. How did she not question it? Because God had already put something in her spirit that when that time came, it was already set in order. I know I'm preaching this morning to somebody. God's already commanded some things in your world that when you arrive on the scene, supernatural works are going to come into place. God's, you're going to stand in awe, and you may make responses you don't understand, but God is already going ahead of you. Hello, somebody. God's already gone ahead of you. And shed in order and commanded things to happen. 
and it's going to happen. Why? Because you got a need. And then I go on to Kings 4. I believe it's 1 Kings. 2 Kings 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. I'm telling you, God will do some awesome stuff when you got a need. Anybody got a need this morning? God will do some awesome stuff. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. He was a good man. And the creditor has come to take unto him my two sons. I've already lost my husband, and now those creditors are going to take my two boys. You know how mamas are about their boys. Come on. To be bondmen. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. I, I, don't, I can't pay my debt. They're gonna, this lady had a need. Hello? A major need. Her whole world was at stake. Her sons, their freedom. And she says, I don't have anything but one little pot of oil. God will take what you got. Hello? And he'll multiply it. I'm telling you, God will multiply. If you'll be faithful paying your tithes and your offerings, and I'm not here trying to get money out of you. I'm trying to give you something that's going to bless you and bless your home. If you'll give your tithes and offering to the Lord and not rob him of it, then God will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. His word is good. He's good for his word. I've seen it too many times. God will multiply the funds. There'll be money coming from any and everywhere and God will align things in such a way that debts will be paid off, that monies will be given, that things will be forgiven. Come on, somebody. And so she said, all I have is a pot of oil. He said, okay, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels and don't borrow a few, but get all you can get. God's setting up something great. So she, she's involved in it. She goes and she knocks on the doors and, hey, can I borrow your vessel? I'll bring them back. Can I borrow your vessel? So she gets all these empty vessels and look what happens. And the only reason it happened is because she had a need. And God is everything that we need. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. I only have one pot, master, prophet. I only have one pot. Will you just do what I said? Watch what. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons and brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass that when the vessels were full, and she said to her son, bring me yet another vessel. I only have one pot, but all of a sudden, I got five 
pot's full. All of a sudden, there's 10. All of a sudden, hey, I don't know where all this oil is coming from. I don't know. I only have one pot. But all of a sudden, I got a multitude of pots. I'll tell you why God did that. It's because she had a need. And he took those pots of oil. He said, now go sell it. Go pay your debt and live off of the rest. He didn't just supply her moment need, but he supplied her extended need. Oh, I would to God that somebody will get this revelation this morning and say, God, I know no matter what I'm facing, what I'm up against, I don't want to go through it. I, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I know a God that is... that." supplies my need. He's everything I need. He'll move mountains. He'll fill pots, uh, empty pots with oil. He'll command ravens. He'll do whatever it takes because there's a need. You know the story, the woman that fed the man of God, her all her meal never ran out. Why? Because that was her need. What is God willing to do for you today because that's your need? I'm reaching for a close. And young people, you hear me today. I ask for you to be out because I want you to get this revelation. Your college won't provide all your needs. Your job won't provide all your needs. Your business won't provide all your needs. Your gifts and your talents and your wisdom will not provide all your needs. There's only one thing that's going to provide all your needs, and that's God. Your needs are going to change through time. You're going to go through seasons in your future. You're going to have your back against the wall. Your needs are going to go from physical to to emotional, to financial, to spiritual, and there's a multitude of diversity all in between. But get this revelation. Don't forget what Pastor said with you today. If you'll live for God and you'll make him your everything and you'll realize my greatest need is God. And if I have God, I've got access to every need I could ever encounter. And my God loves me so much. Hear me today, saints of God and young people that we when you get a need, he'll do whatever it takes. I said he'll do whatever it takes. Mm. I just, I got to say this. I, I can just imagine. Here's God. He looks down. Here's a family with a bunch of needs. I'm just, just bear with me. And he says, I'm going to have some fun with this one. And God puts together a plan without their knowing that he's fixing to show out. And he's going to take some things out of strange ways to provide their needs. That's why they said we've seen strange things today. Hello? I just can't imagine what God's already planning and already working because you've gone to him. God, I need this. God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need deliverance. God, I need forgiveness. I need a new life. I need the Holy Ghost. God, I need victory over depression and anxiety. God, we need victory over oppression. We, we need this. And God says, I will provide all you. Your need. In closing, we needed a Savior. He supplied that. We needed precious blood to wash away our sins. 
He supplied that. Hello? We needed healing. He supplied that. By his stripes, we were healed. We needed deliverance. In Luke 4 and 18, he supplied that. We needed salvation. Guess what? He supplied that with the gospel of Jesus Christ through the death, burial, and resurrection. If you need salvation, let me tell you how to get it today. Acts 2.38 says, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive. I love that word, shall. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, can I tell you, God's the only one that can supply. We need peace sometimes in our life. He's the one that supplies. He said, my peace I give unto you, not the peace of this world, but my peace. He gives us a peace that passeth all understanding. I'm telling you as you stand today that we serve a God that shall supply all your need. Let's stand together. There are needs in this house today. There are great needs. There's some here that you need deliverance. There's others that you need healing in your mind and your body. Others that you need healing in your marriage. Others that you need healing in your emotions. You need salvation. There's so many needs. Setting in this congregation. But he's everything we need. Can I tell you today, you're in the right place. You're the right place. You need change in your life. I can't change it. I can give you direction. I can give you encouragement. I can give you pointers. I can carry to the word of God. But I can't change your world. But I know the one who can. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, When we were a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. I can't do that, but Jesus can do that. Hello? Whatever your need is, whatever you're here, here's where we're at right now. Listen to me. There's a choice you and I have to make. I believe what you may say, I believe what the preacher said today. I, I believe that God spoke to us. And I, I believe every bit of that's true. But now I'm sitting here with needs in my own life. Some I've shared. Some are knowledgeable by others. And some nobody knows about. What am I going to do today? Am I going to give God an opportunity? Because He knows I have a need to work in the supernatural to do things no man can do, to arrange things in such an order that only God can do it. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I want to give an altar call today, and that, that, that's for everybody at any point in time throughout these services. Oh, but I want to reach for you today. It would, it would not be fair to yourself to sit here with needs in your life today when God is making himself available, when he's given you a word that he does the things he does, uh, that we read the stories we read because there was a need. The miracles that happened, it was because there was a need. 
the supernatural works that we read that just stand us in awe. It was because there was a need. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because you've got a need today, what will God do for you, sir? Ma'am, what will God do for you? Young person, what would God do just because you have a need? Oh, hallelujah. 